Hello and welcome to Data Hub's podcast, Shaping Youth. We are a growing team of ambitious young women with the mission to socialize through knowledge. We believe that sharing information with others is a great service everyone can benefit from. Today joining us is a very special guest. It's Data Hub's uh, founder, Kautar Abdullah. Welcome. Thank you, Mariam. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. Um, today, Kata, you're joining us to like give us an insight uh, on your day-to-day life and talk to us a little bit more about the, the launching of Data Hub's website. So to start it off, how are you feeling about all of this? It's a giant step for the project that literally feels like your baby, so I can't imagine how big this is. Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think before you reach that point, um, you feel that once you're going to launch, it's going to be not the end of your project, but at least the end of so much work and effort um, preparing, developing uh, a project. Um, however, once you reach that point, you realize that it's just the beginning. So it's very uh, funny because uh, obviously it's like a long run. When you reach such point, you're tired. Um, it's difficult to also, um, not for yourself, but for others, keep the motivation um, within the team. And um, yeah, so once you, you reach such points, uh, you really think it is a, a phase where you're going to be able to rest a bit, but actually not. Because um, once, you, uh, once you are about to launch, then you need to start marketing, you need to start uh, introducing your project to the market. Uh, to find partnerships if needed, to find uh, good support from entities or from individuals. And this work is, I believe, the tougher because you need to start uh, convincing people around and that's the most difficult. That's true, but it's also very motivational to feel like uh, you reached a point where you're sh- now people are seeing what you've been working on because most of the work that happened up until now is work that you've been keeping to yourself or keeping to- within your team and not everybody knows everything about what's going on and now people are going to see the results. So I think that's very motivational. Of course, of course it is. But at the same time, also sometimes you, especially for me, because um, I mean, I somehow put everyone with me in this journey. So once you reach such point as a founder, you have some negative thoughts that are not good. And I'm working on it to always be as much as I can positive because these thoughts are self-destructing to be very honest, and uh, you start doubting whether or not uh, it's going to work, are you, you going to be able to convince people that they need such project, um, and of course you have the whole team with you, so you don't want to disappoint as well people who supported you since day one. Um, although it's a huge experience, it's a lot of... Uh, 
memories, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of improvement uh, personally and professionally. Um, but still definitely a as a step. Sorry? It's still a stressful step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. So I think it's, it's, uh, it is important to remain motivated and to remain energetic to continue because as I said, it's the start of how you're going to for real market your product and not keep it as your baby, uh, but to have yeah. it as, yeah, to have it as everyone's property and not yours anymore. Of course. Okay, so what should the students or the recent graduates, just like the young audience, expect from the platform? And what are the features that uh, you think are in our favor? Um, So basically, uh, the idea behind the platform was to upgrade uh, the youth uh, relationship with social media. Because uh, through surveys, through our personal experience as well, we know for a fact that youth uh, do spend a lot of time on social media. Um, and most of the time, this time is not used in the right way uh, in the sense that you don't really get something out of it. It's usually to entertain yourself or just to change your mind or have a, a little break. But in terms of uh, benefits, you don't really benefit out of it. Um, so we thought with the platform to keep having this entertaining uh, feeling and emotion that users will have or do have when they use social media. However, we hope that uh, by using Data Hub platform, the time spent won't be wasted, but will be used in the right way to learn and to get connected with knowledge and when youth uh, having the same interest. So that's why with the platform, we like to call ourselves the new generation of, of social media because you are able to socialize through knowledge, which is something that, uh, which is, something that is not yet in the market. Um, so youth will be able to do so. They will be also able, because it's a social media, to have their own account, upload three time, uh, three type of different content. Um, it could be a written content such as article, it could be podcast and videos. So we open the possibility for youth to, don- to, to upload the type of content they're more comfortable with creating. And in the opposite way, uh, having three different type of content for those who uh, have a preference when it comes to learning. So sometimes we like to watch videos or listen or we like to read. So it really depends on each of us. So we hope that tailor-made way to uh, express but also learn will be something that our user will like. Um, Another very unique feature we have on the platform is a collaborative work chat. So it works like a forum where all the users are connected whether or not um, you are a friend of another users or you're following them. And on this chat, you will be able, for instance, to uh, suggest a topic or a subject you would like to create a knowledge-based content around it. Uh, again, it could be an article or a podcast or a video. 
and ask for the insight or the expertise of someone else, either in another country or another university or in a totally different field. So this is something we really wanted to have because I think through this feature, a transfer of competence and skill will be, um, will be done. Uh, indeed, it's very important to have such a mindset and such a, a, a tool for the youth because this is the only way we could support uh, each other around the world and especially when it comes to knowledge. Um, of course, of course, uh, not last, not least, but a very unique feature, which is the rewarding program. So basically, um, as any social media, you will be able to have your likes and your number of followers. Uh, and of course, we didn't miss the fact that likes are very important for the youth using social media. So according to the likes you will get on your content, we will be converting these likes into points. And whenever you reach uh, a threshold of points, you will have on your mailbox uh, vouchers for coffee shops, for libraries, for um, charity donation or environmental uh, NGOs. And of course, uh, the more we get partnership with different um, companies, of course, the more you would be able to spend such points. So we hope through this uh, loyalty program that it will motivate users to continue uploading more content since they're gonna get rewarded. But also we thought and we know for a fact that when we are when we're young, we like to have this feeling of being uh, compensating for what we do and i think it's the right way to do so uh, instead of only focusing on the money but focusing on giving back to the community either by a favorite places that our users will have or would like to have or by helping others through charities or environmental uh, um, associations that's that's amazing because the compensation, as you said, it's uh, it's not only about the money. At the end of the day, they're also getting the knowledge out of it, which is what I think is the biggest the biggest reward to have somewhere like a platform where you can come to yes and maybe entertain yourself because it's gonna be the the content that you like or the the different uh, subjects that you that you want to explore. So it's it's something you're passionate about but also something that you're going to learn from. And that's very important. Exactly. Um, and we hope also through this, uh, it will become uh, a database of knowledge-based content uh, that will be very helpful for youth from different, uh, not really developed countries. I'm thinking about some countries in Africa, I'm thinking about some countries in Asia where it is very difficult to have access to education. Um, so we really hope that it will benefit those who are less fortunate than us having access to universities and libraries to have this database where they will be able to learn. So that's why um, also we are really emphasizing on the fact that on Data Hub, you will be able to upload also your university work uh, we all wrote essays, uh, 
um, and did quality work for professors, for classes or exams. Uh, and such work usually have a one life uh, time. So we hope with the platform uh, users or students will be able to reuse such content that is quality content to share it with others and hopefully to help them in their studies or in their uh, personal growth. Yes, that's 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 amazing, um, Catherine. I want I, I want to um, let us just take a few steps back because the idea of creating an online platform was probably something that was in the back of your mind. You wanted something that helps the young people connect and share. And you probably discussed this a couple of times with your friends as just another cool idea that you'll maybe move past. So when did you feel like um, this was it? I want you to talk about the moment where you thought, I'm doing this, this like the epiphany. Um, so basically around, um, I will say January 2020, so a year ago, um, I started to be, uh, well, a couple of months before I started to be full-time employee um, because I've graduated from master's degree and I had the chance to finally be working full-time and not part-time because of my studies. Uh, so I was uh, there in reality, in the work life. And um, when you start as a young junior lawyer, um, you quickly learn that um, you quickly learn that it is very important to get a good reputation out there on the market. And unfortunately, um, such reputation can be uh, created in only three different manners. So you either have uh, a very well-known career and you're known because of that, or sometimes you do teach at universities, lectures, or um, you wrote a book uh, and then people know about it. When you're a junior lawyer, you don't have such options because you just graduated. And if, even though if you have, uh, I mean, when I started full-time, I had already two years work experience, but it's still nothing uh, in the market. I think you still, you, you start to feel the difference of work experience when you reach five years work experience, not before. And when you, you, you do have this little amount of years, uh, you don't have such options to get your reputation. So the very, very last thing that is available is to start drafting articles about different topics of law. Um, and hopefully you will get some exposure and start to be known for your work. So um, I started to work, etc., and I thought about that. So I started to draft some articles on LinkedIn, uh, given the fact that only LinkedIn as a social media will actually... Uh, be adapted for written content, that's one. Second of all, will be adapted for written content that is not entertaining content. I'm thinking about Facebook, where I don't think such content will be appropriate to be posted. So LinkedIn was really much the only option I had um, to share my content. So I started doing so with two, three articles, 
uh, I have to admit, I don't have much patience. So after only two, three attempts, uh, I started to question myself about my uh, qualifications because I didn't get exposure. People were uh, viewing my, my article, I could tell, but not that much uh, commenting and liking. Yeah. So I was thinking, am I writing bad uh, uh, articles uh, or am I not qualified enough? Or because I'm still young and still a very junior lawyer, um, people won't actually give me credit or uh, think that I know something about law. So having this in mind, I started to talk about one of my close friends, Aida, uh, who's a legal counsel as well. And I shared with her this uh, issue that I faced, and she told me that she's facing the same issue. So we thought about having a legal blog, so creating our personal blog, not on any social media, and to start uploading some legal article. And of course, to give it more content and, and, and exposure, we gathered um, through social media, we post announce and, and messages uh, to our audience to ask if any young um, legal counsel will be interested to join the team as writers and start the blog. So the idea behind young people was already there. And I think it is very important when you found a startup. So yeah, um, that was not, uh, the, the thought behind this idea was not to create a company at all. So I'm, I will be coming back to this point. But when you create any project, uh, any company, anything, you'd like to do, I think it is very important that it's uh, close to your own experience, that you as a person can relate to it. Because if you would like to have other people like you relate to your project and be part of it, you need uh, to be the source of it. Um, so that's a very important point where I really don't advise anyone to copy paste other projects because usually it fails. Um, because you're not telling your personal story. Of course. Anyway, anyway, we gathered the team, and in February, we created Attorney Squad. So that was the name of the blog, the Attorney Squad. Um, we were about, I would say, eight legal counsels. Uh, we dispatched the task, who's going to write on what, etc., etc. We did our first meeting. And I start learning about coding because, of course, none of them wanted to, to develop the blog, so I had to. Um, and I started to develop the, the website. After a couple of months, so mid-May, uh, I started to notice on social media that a couple of users uh, were creating their own uh, Instagram page uh, as a blog. Legal was included, of course, but also psychology, also medicine, etc., etc. Coincidence? I don't know, but it was during lockdown as well. I believe youth wanted to start uh, to invest more in themselves. Then you had the emergence of e-learning and uh, uh, 
digital courses on on the internet. So you know, it was a mix of all these elements, having youth in one side creating their own blog as we did. So indeed, that was a, a global issue that everyone was facing. And then having all these young people, also older one, but since we're talking about this target uh, audience, uh, having all these uh, e-learning classes, etc., webinars. So then the idea pop ups in my, in my head. I talked to my friend back. I was like, Aida, people are doing the same. And I'm not, by nature, a competitor. I don't find it healthy. Uh, I believe you should compete with yourself to always keep updating yourself and improve. But competing with others doesn't really make sense, nor give you any results. So I thought about this, keep thinking for, for nights and nights. And also people in my team, you know, they're overwhelmed with work. Uh, some of them even stop to reply. So you feel it when you start a project and you see such thing, you feel that um, people are not motivated anymore, you know? Yeah. So, and I'm not the type of person who's pushy. So I'm not going to keep running after them. We're all, we are all uh, old enough to commit. And if we commit to continue or not. So I'm not here to be the mother of, of anyone. Anyway, uh, I remember how we're having this dinner and I'm telling her, listen, we should open attorney squad to have one platform as YouTube did when they centralize all the videos in one platform. We should do the same because people are using the wrong social media for their blogs or people are creating their blogs, but they don't have exposure because on the internet, they are no one. So let's centralize everyone and have them all in one platform. Uh, of course, she was super excited, but also the fact that we're having already a job, having an, a second project like that, a bigger one, because you will have to deal with all the field and uh, much more uh, people was a bit something that she was afraid of. Um, so after this dinner, I remember we don't, we didn't really talk about it. And um, I like to continue stuff when I start. So I continue on my own. And in, so that was in June. And in July uh, 22, I registered Data Hub as a company. Uh, when my family was not in the UAE, they were also locked down uh, abroad. I was alone. Uh, I was changing jobs. Um, mentally, I was not feeling well. Uh, COVID, mm, zero stability in front of me. Anyway, it was not the, the, the greatest environment. Uh, but for some reason, such uh, complexity and such environment motivated me so much to go and jump the step to register the company. So we, I went from a very small blog for law to Data Hub. Um, yeah, in five months. And uh, I don't regret it at all. And you know, um, it is very important for whoever is going to listen to this post podcast to know that having such strength is not something I was born with or uh, someone told me about. It is something I learned from previous experience of doing projects. So Data Hub is the fourth project 
three behind were big fail, failure, uh, that I learned so much about it. Um, and learning people-wise, uh, money-wise, uh, be able to not care at all about what people are going to say, um, gathering the right team to work with you, all this point that I learned in the past project that failed, uh, helped me to create Data Hub. Um, so it is something that I would like to enlighten uh, because unfortunately people tend to look at results and not the process. People are and, scared to fail, so mm -hmm. they don't even try. Exactly. So it is very, very important to understand that any successful or not project is a accumulation of hours of work, of uh, ups, of downs, of money spent, of so many things. It's not just like this. So that's yeah. very important. And the failures are experiences. You can't um, we talked earlier about the, the, the difference between two years of experience and five years of experience. You might not work ever the same job again after those five years, but you've learned something. Totally, totally. Of course, of course. And it could be anything. Um, it's very important to keep in mind that anything that comes to your, uh, on your way is a opportunity for you to learn. Um, and this is something you can apply to your job, to your personal life, and to anything you're doing uh, on the side. Uh, to be aware of everything around you and observe is something that everyone should develop as a skill uh, because it is the only way you can actually improve. Okay, Katha, can you give us um, advice about how to manage your time and to stay organized? Because I know you have very busy days and it gets overwhelming for everyone. And you talk about it openly as well. It gets overwhelming to, to feel like you have crowded days and deadlines and never ending checklists. So how, how do you keep yourself in check? Um, that's a very good question. I'm still looking for the right answer. Yeah, it's um, a process. Yeah, of course. Um, yes, I do talk about it very openly because it's important to talk about such matter. Um, and I think, unfortunately, social media are not helping when you always keep seeing positive sides of, of whatever is out there. Um, I had to learn, uh, and I'm still learning, to balance between uh, social life, uh, personal life, work, and family. Um, I would be lying to you if I would say that uh, I know how to balance, because I still don't. Um, let's say that the past five months, my weekly routine would be uh, gym in the morning or at night, my job, um, nine to five job, or even seven to, to five, depends, and um, six to midnight, uh, the startup. So basically no social life at all, no family at all, 
um, eating uh, very badly. So the only exit was the gym, either at night before the transition between my job and data hub or in early morning. And this such routine has a, had a very, very bad effect on my health. Uh, and I had to stop such thing because I was starting to have cholesterol. I was starting to have very close to, to diabet. Um, I was, I was in a very, uh, in a very, very bad, uh, State. point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Health wise it was really bad. Uh, and I'm 25, so it's not good at all. Uh, so I had to change a bit my ways of eating and uh, handling stress, something that I, I, I still, uh, I'm still bad at it, although I'm trying very hard. Uh, today, I will tell you, Mariam, that um, I try to stop working from 9.30, basically, p.m. That's for me a huge uh, difference to, to, to stop at such time. I'm still multitasking. So during the day, I could be with the client during a meeting and then I have to check my emails for Data Hub and then I have to call back. I have to draft a contract. I have to interview people. I have to go back and talk to our partners, developers. So that's pretty much my, my, my day multitasking between the two jobs. It's really not easy. Um, because sometimes you just lose your focus. Of course. So it's very, it's very important to, to know that. Um, but I think um, if I will have to improve certain aspects of my life, I will definitely say my social life. Uh, it's very important to go out, to breathe a bit. I'm not saying that it's important to stay 24-7. It's important to have a balance. Uh, but going out, breathing, disconnecting yourself with whatever is around you is very important to avoid mental breakdown. And mental breakdown is something that I've been through many times last year, this year also, and probably in the upcoming month, uh, until I know how to handle the stress I'm surrounded with, and I understand how to and learn how to disconnect myself when it's needed. So I think it's very important to understand once your body is tired, the body is tired, you have to stop. And always, uh, always evaluate because even, even with a new routine, we can easily fall back into this pattern of being um, consummated by only one aspect of our life and just focusing on one part of our life. So always reevaluating our routine keeps us in check and makes us, it makes, it makes it easier um, to manage mm -hmm. stress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. So it's a, it's a great first step what you're doing with the 9.30 PM um, plan. That you it is, it is because uh, if you don't put or oblige yourself to have a framework, uh, you can literally yeah, yeah you can literally work 24 7 mm -hmm. and now it's much better but i remember uh, march until august i was uh, i was uh, finishing my second master 
so you can imagine, so it was work, it was data hub, it was the master, <laughs> it was lockdown, it was me oh, alone in my house. Yeah, it was really bad. And, and alhamdulillah, I, I went through it. So, but it, I'm not recommending it at all. It's very important to have balance. It's just a question of priority. Um, that's it. That's it, yeah. Uh, plus, recently you injured your leg, so um, that's that's something you know. Always, we think that we have things figured out, and then something happens, and then we're like, "Wait a second, I what is going on? How am I going to deal with everything that I'm dealing with? Plus this new thing that added up to my life." So, how did you feel like that affected your work? Yeah, you're totally right. Uh, being control freak, uh, it was it was very bad more mentally to me than physically because uh, it was right after the beginning of the new year and um, I had new resolution, new schedule to start back balancing, going back to the gym, taking care of myself and that day I'm just taking a break, the very first one after I think four or five months going to do my nails and I just slip on water and I flip my ankle. So when this happened, um, the very first thought that come to my mind is such a stupid thing because I am very athletic. So injuries, I know what is it. And to be very frank, so far, alhamdulillah, I never had a stupid injury. What I call stupid injury is, for instance, what happened to me lately. Sipping um, on water. That's it. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but that showed me something very important, is that me having a very athletic body and strength, for my ankle to, to flip and me to break all the ligaments meant that my body was tired. Yes. And couldn't handle anything. It forced you to take a break. Exactly. Because flipping my ankle happened to me a hundred times. Never break any ligament. But for just slipping on water and breaking all the ligament at once, it was a big warning from my body that my body was weak. I don't have any energy, vitamins, whatever you want to call it, to keep uh, protecting my body from such things. So that was the first warning. And then, of course, I was not happy because I'm very independent. I'm, I move a lot, so I couldn't drive. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do a lot of things. I had to work from my, from my bed. Um, and that was not easy because uh, first you have this pain you have to deal with. And then you have the fact that you cannot move. And then you have the fact that you're constantly in the same room. So at some point you just freak out. Um, so that's why I'm. Change. It's yeah, a change. It's, You've been. You're out and you're moving around, going from office to another, going to different meetings, and then at the end you're just in one one single room, nothing else. Exactly, and it's not even lockdown. So you can imagine frustration level ten. So um, I I just learned to. But at the same time, I had the doctors telling me that 
if you want to recover, you need to stop working for a couple of days and rest. Your body needs to rest. You need to sleep. You need to take your medication. You need to eat properly. And it just forced me to do so. And to be very frank, it's like, it was like a retreat because I did recharge a lot, although I was under pain. So I think what this injury taught me is that you should never, ever reach such point where your body forces you to stop. Exactly. You push either, yourself to your limits, basically. Exactly. So either through injuries, through uh, blackouts, through whatever you want to call it, don't ever reach that limit because sometimes it can lead to very bad consequences. So I think when you're tired and sleepy, you just stop everything and you go to sleep. When you need to eat, you stop everything, you go to sleep, to eat, sorry. Very stupid example, when you need to go to the bathroom, you stop everything and you go to the bathroom. How many times I keep working and be like, it's okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go in five minutes, 10 minutes, two hours, three hours, and I don't go to the bathroom. The next day, you find yourself in the bathroom the next day. (laughs) I swear, so no, work is not everything in life, really not. Uh, it's good to be ambitious, good to have goals, it's good to prioritize, to be super hard worker, but listen to your body, you're a human being. If you don't recharge, if you don't have energy, you won't last. So that's the main thing, to be very honest, that I learn at my age to take breaks. As we used to have a university, you should have it the same uh, on your daily routine. I think we should leave it at that. <laughs> Everybody needs to take a break. Everybody needs a balance. Balance is very important. And uh, we're humans. We're not robots. So it's, life is not about work, work, work. It's about managing everything at the same time, as hard as it is. Um, but we all go through it and we all have to push through. Exactly. Balance, balance, balance. Well, thank you, Tata, for joining us today. I think everyone knows now everything they need to know about Data Hub and your experience. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Maria. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, follow us on social media, and push your notifications button to be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. Thank you, and until next time.